0: Welcome to this introduction. <laughs> Can you hear the bass in my voice? Is the bass there? I was trying. Um, Man, actually, one thing that I quickly just want to mention was there was a night when I was in uh, Kafue National Park in Zambia um, at... Uh, an elephant rehabilitation or uh, the elephant uh, release facility and I slept in a tent there and it was myself there was another volunteer and then we had our volunteer coordinator and then there was all the workers who um, worked with the the elephants and the our like our camp was it had walls it had walls of Did you hear that van? Here comes another car. You know what? Yeah, Latoya, don't even be bothered by the traffic noise. That's just the way that it is here. Okay, so our camp was quite open. You know, it had walls that were basically just made of um, tall grass strung together. I can't think of what the proper word is for that. Thatch? Thatch. There was thatch fences around, but there was no gates or anything that would have been... Oh, that's a big truck. That would have been... Keeping anything out, you know? If wildlife were to come and go, it had every opportunity to do so. Um, our bathroom, you know, again, had walls, no such thing as a ceiling. Uh, the shower was actually just a shower head attached to a, the bar, um, uh, the trunk of a tree. Oh, it was amazing. A lot of the time you'd be showering and um, frogs would be coming and jumping in the water at your feet or monkeys would be in the trees and, just sometimes they'd watch you and sometimes they wouldn't but you'd feel wow I'm really involved in this but there was one night when um, we were having dinner and there was no lights there so once it came dark we all put our our head torch on our headlamps and we used those to see and we were cooking our dinner um, over a fire and we heard this this noise it was like this like like kind of noise and it was really really loud and you know not not like it was just on the other side of the fence but it was not it didn't sound like it was many miles away and myself and the other volunteer Julie we were like oh my god like we, we didn't know if it was um, lions or if it was wild elephants but if it was wild elephants it didn't sound like a happy trumpeting sound it sounded like some sort of like deep bellow kind of noise and um it sounded aggressive you know and we were and we both got kind of scared and we ran over to the workers at their fire and we and we asked them if they heard it we're like did you hear that noise and we were trying to describe the noise and this one man he said to me he said are you he's like are you afraid and I was like yeah <laughs> and he said he said don't be scared just be free and those six words that he said, don't be scared, just be free, changed changed me, uh, not in an instant, but over time, as I've recalled them, I'm just like, wow, brilliant, you know, like, because when we're, we're in an, a national park with all kinds of wild animals, predator, prey, wild elephants, and, you know, we have elephants at that facility, so... Um, they could, if they wanted to communicate with one another. And and my my tent was like right beside um, the the river and it was like a slow moving, quite shallow river. There was electrical wire to keep like, you know, one piece (laughs) of electrical fencing just to keep anything tall from coming up to my tent. But, and it was a kind of a steep drop, but there was crocodiles down there and, you know, all kinds of potential dangerous animals all around, you know, snakes and stuff could be coming by. There was because there's frogs around. Snakes eat frogs, you know. So if you see a frog, that there's an opportunity that a a a snake could come and and be in your zone, you know, be right beside my my tent, and um and so you could choose to be aware of these threats at all times and live in fear and not enjoy any moment, you know, because there's it's all... You're You're not guaranteed safety ever. But, um... There's no guarantee, you know? Nobody can ever say, yeah, there's a 100% chance that you'll be fine. Nothing's gonna happen. Because it's wild out there, you know? It's wild out here, okay? And that goes for just the rest of life anyways. Um, and yeah, so don't be scared. Just be free. I love that. And, um... So I remind myself of that often when I'm feeling fearful because freedom is our birthright, I believe I think we're yeah, for life to be lived, there's got to be a sense of freedom. You can be cautious, but you gotta feel free uh, anyways um, and now my other introduction story in this in this episode, I I just kind of talk about some things that I've been thinking about a lot lately and it and it stems from um, the, you know, my knowing, my recognition of things like ancestral trauma and I recognize that it's real and I, and I, and I just, I think about I guess I think about trauma a lot because it just comes up. People in, in my, like, social media circles talk about trauma and PTSD and, and mental health and these kind of things um, come up a lot. And, and, um, yeah, so I guess I just kind of want to shine some light on alternative ways of seeing these things that might not, that might feel a little bit more hopeful Um, and even while I was saying what I was saying, like I, I was feeling a sense of kind of fear about even expressing these things because I know how, how many people are sensitive to language used and, and, and will be like offended or think that someone's being, um, hateful or or something when I don't know I I try I try to tread and like speak easily but I'm also just like ah, a little bit hesitant but that's where don't be scared just be free you know I don't want to I'm here I'm alive and if I have things that I feel like might have value to say or express I want to feel free to do them and that's why this is like a a separate platform you know like I don't want to be like saying these things just like I don't know I don't want to push ideas down anybody's throat. But also, people can choose to swallow or spit it out. (laughs) So, uh... But I'm not putting it in there anyways. You can pick it up and take a bite if you wish, you know? If you don't like the taste, you know, you can put it away and never come back again. That's fine. Um... Okay, quickly I just wanted to... Uh, okay, so I always feel like I need to do this, like, disclaimer before I start talking, which is quite humorous to me. Um, here, LaTea, this is a place where it's like a public diary, where you're just gonna express your feelings and express yourself, but still, but still, I really, really just want to be accepted and liked and appreciated, so I'm like, hey, if I hurt your feelings, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. but, hey, uh, whose feelings would you even hurt? I think people can tell that you're just trying to be a sweet person. Okay. Quick. Life and death. I'm starting work soon, so... That's why there's all this heavy traffic, is the area. Life and death. I think about it so much, and... And, um... I was walking in the forest the other day. There's a forest by my house, and... Um... Yeah, I was just feeling, like, kind of overwhelmed and, like, I wanted to be by myself and have some quiet, and so Rayanne and I went to the forest, and then we both kind of just went our separate ways and did our own thing. He was, like, looking for wood and making a little bow and arrow and playing, you know, pretend um, over there, and I just kind of started collecting things, and I was building a little shelter and got myself kind of out of my head and into my body and into the woods and was feeling really really good and then I noticed just how perfectly designed these branches and these leaves were and how everything was like perfectly balanced and and then I would notice I would look up you know stand down on the ground and look up to the trees and I would notice how some trees would um, like halfway up would bend in just a manner that seems impossible and loop around another tree in order to expose itself to more spun, more spun <laughs> more sun more light you know it wasn't getting what it, what it needed where it was and so it just adapted and reached out as far as it needed to to be able to get some light so it could continue to grow and then I started to notice Um, just how death was everywhere. You know, there was, I walked past a really big tree trunk and it was dead and it was It was rotting and out of the side of that tree, I noticed that there was a part of the side of that tree trunk that had broken off and fallen on the ground. And it had fallen on the ground because another tree had grown up inside it and started growing out of it sideways. And then it got big enough and heavy enough that that rotten trunk just couldn't support it anymore. And it just fell off so now there's this new tree literally just growing sideways, but growing nonetheless and I thought, wow, isn't that neat and then I walked past um, there was another tree that had grown out of an old rotten log that was buried in the ground somehow I guess like as the tree got so big and growing upright it like compressed it into the earth and then eventually that the log that it was growing on top of decomposed enough that it became unstable and the tree fell over and it ripped up a ton of this earth and just and it and it was like such a big piece of earth that was just torn out of the ground and now became like a big wall and but that tree was still alive and and will continue to grow um it'll just adapt it'll anchor into the earth in a new way and then and i was just noticing like there's life and death everywhere and all of these trees that died whether you know they just you know they could have been diseased they could have been struck by lightning they could have been taken down by another falling tree they could have been you know whatever whatever it is that took that tree's life and caused it to um, rot and die and return back into the earth um, provided the was the foundation for new life to grow out of and it was just everywhere, and I just thought, wow, isn't that just like us, you know? Life and death, life and death, a new life emerges from this, this old, dead thing, I don't know, I guess I just thought it was so neat how there was like constantly life and death around everywhere, and even like these new trees that were growing out of old dying trees, the that dying tree still wasn't like, even though it was dead, it was still in the process of breaking down and returning back into just the soil, you know? And then I was thinking kind of like in terms of our ancestry and our ancestors, you know, like, so, uh, how those people's lives and their suffering can kind of linger on into our lifetime, but we can use it to grow we can use it to to make us stronger and more resilient and more capable of surviving in that place that they couldn't. And um maybe with that we'll start we'll start the podcast. So thank you for being here and I hope maybe you find something something. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that we aim to be. Let's talk about death. Let's talk about it. Hello. Hello. (sighs) Thanks for being here, wherever you are. Feels good. It feels good just to... (laughs) Just to say things out loud and have somebody hear them on the other end. Listening. To have somebody really listening on the other end. Interesting, what an interesting concept that we're having this one-sided conversation at different points in time, yet somehow we're together. Ah let's hear you silly goose. Um man What's that quote that Heraclitus said? Heraclitus said something like All things come into being by conflict of opposites. By the conflict of opposites? Heraclitus said All things come into being by the conflict of opposites. Well, The delivery could certainly be better, but I think that is such a fascinating sentence. And it's just, obviously I've, I mean, I've talked about the idea of, you know, opposites needing to exist in order to have anything, really. But Late, So, you know, as I've been thinking about that lately, I've been thinking about that more. <laughs> That's momentum at work, my friends. As I start to think about a subject, the thoughts gather momentum, and then more thoughts come that are like that thought. And I get to build on it and look at it in more ways. And, uh, yeah, so... Oh, one thing that I was thinking about oh, is how fascinating I think it is that in order to have life, in order to be born... So, every single person who's listening to this has been born, so I'm talking to you. You, for in order for you to exist, it required opposites. To come together in union and through that, make love. That's you. <laughs> and me. And uh, yeah, you know, so you have the masculine, the feminine. Um, male and female is what's required to make n- To make a new life. And, uh... Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And then even... I don't know. Then I was thinking about just how when babies are born... They're always just love. You know, like... There's no such thing as a... A bad baby. I don't think. I've never heard of one. I've never met one. And if somebody actually says a baby's evil, they probably... Are projecting that onto the baby, you know. Because when a baby's born, new life is so, like we call it innocent. But it's just love. It's just love. Pure love, man. And, um, and what's remarkable is that a lot, of, a lot of babies are born when the act of making the baby is not a loving act. You know, people get attacked and impregnated and sometimes have those children. Yet, even if the combination to make the baby was malice and fear, somehow it made love. And that's the remarkable thing about life. No matter what. No matter what, new life is always love. And that's an interesting way just to see some things sometimes. Um, And then, so then I was thinking a lot about... About life and death, and I think about... I I don't know, I just... I, I see so many... I'm just curious about what... How people feel about death. Because it seems to me that a lot of people just look at death as something to be avoided as something to avoid at all costs as something that is tragic when it happens is yeah, is something scary, is something bad and i uh, maybe Horror movies and stuff have contributed to that. The intense music leading up to somebody being attacked and you know dead. You know, you know the sound. Oh, that makes so many sounds. To the like, they play this music that like literally makes your body tense up because you're like, Ugh, what is this? and then he goes ah! and some scary thing happens and someone probably has a knife or some weapon it's probably way crazier nowadays because they always got to push the limit right you can't just be killing people with knives anymore unless it's like in some really elaborate artistic way I don't know I actually haven't watched a horror movie in years because I don't like how jumpy and like afraid it makes me Man, At my I, my old house, my bedroom was in the basement, and beside my bedroom, there was this little, um, it was underneath the front steps of the house, so it was like this little kind of closet. And directly across from the, that opening was the stairs to go upstairs. So it'd be my bedroom door, to the left, spooky stair closet, to the right, stairs to go upstairs and out of the house. And i had seen this the movie Hostel, and there's a scene where this guy, like, clips he's torturing these people and he clips their Achilles tendon which um just say no you know is the strongest tendon in your body um and and it just was like the cringiest grossest thing to ah, ah, I did not like it and so I would have these like you know I don't, I don't want to call them flashbacks but I mean you know whatever I would always think of this scene and I and every time that I would leave my bedroom every time I lived there so imagine this is at least a couple times a day. Um, when I would leave my bedroom, I would run up the stairs as fast as I could because I would just be, I would just convince myself in my mind, even though I know logically nobody's in that closet. And even if someone was in that closet, it's not someone who's gonna try to cut my Achilles tendon with a fricking whatever they were. Not pliers, but the other one, the pointy, not the pointy one, pliers, the pointy one, the other one. Let's say, other what, tool? You know how many tools there are? <sighs> I know a lot about, um, (laughs) about like, I don't know, they're not even impractical things. Intangible? Is that a word? Whatever. Things that, um, don't really necessarily come in handy in like any short term situation. Um, But bring it back. Bring it back in, where did that come from, fear, horror movies. Uh, death. Fear of death. <sighs> yeah. And I, that's such a... Tr- hold on, did I push record here? Okay, I did. <laughs> uh, after that Mark episode, I'm just like, <sighs> is it recording? Um, and some sad news, and that's that I forgot my water bottle at home. So, I'm gonna be thirsty. But yeah i see a lot of people are afraid of death and and afraid of losing people that they know to death and even that losing people is an interesting thing for me to observe because that's not how it feels at all to me it's like it's Yeah, it's like, death, death is as much a part of life as, as, as birth is. It's necessary. It's, it's part of the cycle and it's a cycle. Um, hold on, but go back. What were you saying? Maybe that was a little bit, uh, Why you got a little air so fast out of your mouth, LaTea, when you're trying to find a thought? I don't know, I think it'll help. <sighs> okay. No, see, what then happens is I get excited and then I start, like, just being silly. Um, words that I associate with death. Love. Convergence. Re-emergence. Connection. Release. Freedom. Understanding. Vision. love man death is like releasing being released from your identity and becoming love again and I was thinking yesterday have you ever I don't know have you ever it's like when people die you love them even more so in a way death like magnifies love in ourselves and how could that be wrong but i also think um i guess it's more of a feeling what i want to say is that i know but i know that people will be like well, how can you possibly know that and like you know obviously it's not true where's the data and it's like yeah well it's just a feeling it's just a knowing feeling is the sensation. How about that? Is that fair? Can I have a knowing feeling? doesn't mean that it's, it's you. <laughs> See, that's how you're going to steer people away, Latea, as if you're like, this is absolute. Okay. Breach. No, but I don't know. I think there's value in, um, in seeing things in ways that don't cause us suffering because seeing things in ways that don't Make us fearful or angry, um, because i don't I don't think we make our best decisions when we're fearful or angry. I think when we're fearful or angry or sad or resentful or feeling victimized or any of those things, I don't think. That's when we make our best, when we come up with our best ideas. Because if we're operating from a perspective of, like, wanting to, I don't know. Forget that thought, let it go away. It's fine. I don't know, I just think death is, I I feel like, Okay, so with this idea that life, life, life is, is the, it's the whole world, man. It's everything. I was walking in the forest yesterday and I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute, but I just, I feel like life carries on over time, you know, so people die and new people are born, and who's to say that that energy isn't just a flow, just, it's just flowing through time, and there's death, and there's birth, and there's death, and there's birth, and there's death, and there's birth, and there's sickness and there's healing and there's questions and there's answers and there's problems and there's solutions and there's injustice and then there's justice and there's there's things that we do that we we realize we we were like we're better than that you know we would not do those things now we people did things to one another throughout history I mean it's in as as it's in all of history that groups of people have been have been murdering like other groups of people in large amounts or even their own people like look at like who is it the Mayans or the Incas and 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 it was like commonplace to, to sacrifice a a child to like the king or whatever. And they would cut open their chest and rip out their heart and then throw the body down, tumbling down the stairs or I don't know, maybe something, it might've been even more. Actually I should get Mark on to talk about that kind of stuff because that's really interesting. And he's like really well-versed. He knows, he knows a lot of stuff about history and it's really fascinating to listen to him talk about it. And because he loves it so much. So, much, so it's really interesting to it's so oh, I love seeing people like express the things that 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 they love. That's love in motion, you know? That's like that's life moving through you. Whatever you're passionate about, whatever like makes you feel excited, whatever uh, that's what we should be doing, you know? Cuz it's contagious. It's contagious. Or if you're feeling really like r- just angry and not happable, hap- not happyable and you're not happyable in your own life miserable not happy miserable in your own life then when you see people like that it makes you really mad because you feel the the severity of the gap between your emotional level and their emotional level and it doesn't feel good to see someone knowing their light and and allowing themselves to 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 be who they want to be and when you're not letting yourself be who you want to be, those people are the fucking worst. Those people are the ones that you you just uh they're like they just make you angry. You're like, "What is wrong with that guy? Like doesn't don't they don't they have any idea about life? Don't they know that you have to that you have to suffer in order to make in order to be successful?" And I say, "I mean, you can, but I don't know. There's a lot of people throughout history that say a lot of good stuff about How, uh, being happy is, like, the ultimate goal, you know? And I think, don't you think that if people were, like, happy and secure in themselves, (laughs) they, they wouldn't be fighting with one another? Individuals, you know, regular civilians or, like, whole civilizations and I mean yeah like I don't know I look at human history and I think wow we've come a long way you know there's been like it's way different now from what it what it started as and you know maybe we've I think as we've evolved And people have become more diverse in the things that they learn about and more cultured. And people can travel all over the world and meet all these different people who live very different lives from them and connect. More people recognize that we should treat each other better you know that like someone is in your enemy because because they look different from you or because they have different beliefs than you or because they speak a different language than you or because they dress differently than you whatever it may be and i see a lot of people who who have that awareness and they they know that we should do better and I feel like a lot of the time it's expressed in I don't know, like an like an angry kind of way outrage you know, people are furious about about the behavior of of our ancestors on behalf of our other ancestors and this whole idea of like us and them and you know i don't know whatever it may be like all the different kinds of people white people and black people and native people and you know the fucking British people and how they colonize the whole world and um I don't know, but then it's like how what, what's the because if you go back how many years is it how many like hundreds of thousands of years or whatever hundreds of thousands 30,000? This is what Mark should be here for, for the numbers, because I never remember years. As soon as it's like this amount of time, back in time, if there's like, if there's like more than two zeros, I don't know how to remember that. I'm like, oh, uh, and the whole, uh, very many, more than I can count years ago, that was. Um, but yeah, that we all, were descendants. We can, we can all trace our lineage all back to this one African, this one woman in East Africa. Yeah, according to 23andMe, it says um, 150,000 to 200,000 years ago. Um, everybody who's alive today is descendants. Can be They can be traced back to this one woman who lived in East Africa. And it wasn't that there was only one woman alive at the time. There was many, 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 but only her descendants are the ones that have actually lasted and... That's humankind in the modern world. And so it's neat to see, like, okay, so when we look back 150,000 to 200,000 years ago, which is just an impossibly high number for someone like Lataya, but um, we're all family, you know? It, it was all, we, we ah, yes, all these individual separate pieces stemmed from the same source. Like, she was the trunk, and then it, branched off into different branches and then different leaves and then produced seeds and then the seeds fell and then they were made new trees and new branches and new leaves and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and um, Went from her to us and then over time, you know There was groups of people who left and went up to to Russia and then people kind of slowly started traveling along over the world and I guess you know over time, evolved into, like, all these really diverse, different people. And then, way more time passes, and now that these people have, like, they've changed so much from what they originally looked like, then they figure out how to travel into each other's land, and they meet each other, and they recognize each other as not even the same thing! Isn't that fucking funny? Come on! That's hilarious! <laughs> it's like hey hey but but because oh, wow cool so like so the funny thing is like life whatever it was at the beginning of all time has been ever present the whole throughout the entire thing so life life knows <laughs> that that it's the same people and they're like what are you got? what what what, what? What a fun little cycle that would be like. So we all originated from this one woman in East Africa. And then over like what either tens of thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years. I know that's a like massive jump but I'm not good with history. And I'm just I'm not going to act like I know the number. I don't but I know that it's so many numbers. Years ago or like over that amount of time people migrate all over the earth and 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 like, I guess, climatized to the different places where they live and their, their bodies change to suit their environment. And how, how incredible is that even that like, as people moved into different parts of the world over time, they would be born differently. They would come out different either their skin was lighter, or their, you know, their nostrils changed shape, or their, uh, maybe there's the, the way that their feet are built, their, their build would, it would adjust based on where in the world they were and what would be the, the most ideal for that environment. And that's really cool that the body's that intelligent but life is intelligent it's funny that we I don't know I feel like a lot of us I'm just yeah I'm curious about what people think about death because because it the the way that we think about death influences at such in such a monumental way how we experience life and, and that's a trip. Um, but yeah, going back to ancestors, I, I mean, in like, I don't know, oh man, I don't know what people believe, but... I believe that they're when you die you're not gone and if that's the case then there's a lot of life energy around here because think about how many people and animals and plants have been dead and gone since the beginning of time but maybe it's not just like floating around in the ether or whatever but it's actually moving through all the physical elements in our world moving through you, moving through me. Maybe that's what ideas are. Because what else are ideas? Do they, are they, are they formed in your brain when a neuron fires an electrical signal? (laughs) And your brain releases some sort of neurotransmitter? To pair with that signal and somehow that forms a thought in language. I don't know. Or... I mean and then why and then why is it why is it that so many brilliant like musicians and artists and um I think even like scientists and people like all throughout history have have expressed that that when people ask like how did they come up with this idea they're they're like it just it just appeared it just came to me or someone writing an incredible piece of music they ask how did you write that piece of music and it's basically just like it just came it I just that's what they call the flow state you know when you just get or getting lost in an activity I just got lost in it You know, my hands just kept moving and it just came through me. It just came through me. Don't you think that's interesting? How some of like the best ideas or the most creative ideas that come to you don't really require a lot of intentional, deliberate like brainstorming or thought. They just kind of appear at the right time. And I think that's, I think that's neat. And I don't know, I guess a thing thing that I kind of think about life and again, like, I'm not trying to... I don't want to... I'm not... I don't want to be here like this person... Who, I don't, Look, even though I know that it's not up to me to decide how you see me and how you perceive me, I still want to, like, be like, I don't want you to perceive me as this person who's trying to, like, sell you on a belief or sell you on a, an idea. This isn't a sales pitch. This is just like, hey, these are just things that I don't see. It doesn't seem like a lot of people think this. And so I'm... I'm just... I'm just curious because... I don't know. Well, I guess I'm just like putting it out there just in case they're like, hey, does anybody, does anybody else like have these kind of thoughts? And, and, and if you do, like, hey, let me know because <laughs> uh, it'd be sweet to connect. And like, this would be way more fun if it was in a conversation setting anyways because I like to be able to, to one, connect with another human, how awesome is that? But have these ideas grow together and evolve through the the conversation, I think it's a really beautiful thing. That's like that is co creation, and it's and it's yeah, it's a really neat process. Um. So yeah, you can send me a message on Instagram for the Law Podcast or for the Law Podcast at gmail dot com. Shoot me an email or whatever. <laughs> um. But yeah, okay, so I'll wrap it up here. Let's see if I can summarize. I imagine life as an ongoing process. No beginning, no end, though as we experience our physical lives, with, uh, yeah, on this timeline, we have a birth and a death. We do have the beginning and an end, but that's not really where it begins or where it ends. It's ongoing, it's always moving through us. And in that sense, I think so are our ancestors. And I think there's an idea, it's not my idea, there's an idea that That oh yeah Mark and I touched on this a little bit last time um, talking about how like when someone when people die like the next lives that are born are are like already up to speed with everything that that life died wanting and so they're born with those desires so people who died at the hands of of other people after that happens there's going to be like me- that many more people born with a very 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 strong desire to to not have that happen anymore and i think that's the course of our evolution so instead of evolving so much physically on the outside, evolving at like like on mass is that the term like e n mass you know globally, like you know all these people are gonna be born, wanting the world to be in in the new way and Where I think people get they slip up a little bit is they think that it's their work to to right the wrongs of the past or to make up for it in or in some way, or they keep using the past as a reason for wanting to make for wanting things to change, but I, I think the reason is already known, like, in our DNA, in our, in, you know, at the, uh, the cells of our body, like, know what we want, and, and I think we keep our, we get in our own way by, by wanting... uh, I guess maybe by asking so much of other people, thinking that our work is to tell them what their work is. It's just interesting to me. Or to think about, I mean, okay, so I'm, I'm like mostly, I'm like 96, 97% different kinds of European. And I'm less than 3% Native, and so what that means is that several generations ago, it was my, not my grandma, not my great-grandma, not my great-great-grandma, but my great-great-great-grandmother was an Aboriginal woman who had a child with a British man. And based on what we know about history, that would mean that she was probably raped by this man and birthed my great-great-grandmother um, a Métis child, and, and when I think about these things, because it's something that is understood by me, um, and I would say the majority of people that you speak to that, um, rape is not okay, you know, this is not something that is considered acceptable, um, it's horrific, you know, like, we want people to have freedom over their own bodies, And, and I think about how my family came to be, and I realize, so on one side of the family, you know, this woman was a victim, and on the other side of the family, this man was um, an enemy, an intruder, and together, they made my great-great-grandmother. And then over time, as she carried on, you know, so then she had a child and then she had a child and then my grandmother had my mother and then my mother had me. And, you know, I see how all these women have loved their children and have continued to produce um, families that they love. And I contemplate these things and I think about, you know, do I value my life? Yes. Do I appreciate being alive? Yes. Do I love my family? Yes. Would I exist as I do today if things had not happened as they did? No. And so even though we can recognize that these acts um, are horrific and wrong and evil, they're necessary for not only my existence, but the existence of my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-great-grandmother and my brother and my sister. Woo. All right, Latia, take a breath. <sighs> <sighs> okay, so even though these things are we with we, with our new fresh eyes we see that they're wrong they are necessary for my existence and so in that way i can see it's not wrong you know history isn't wrong history isn't bad history is just as it was history is what teaches us that we want better history is what shows us what better looks like because we can compare it to what to what it looked like and we can identify how we feel about that and so just in terms of my own personal family history um, my great-great-grandmother uh, associated so much shame with being with Native that she didn't pass on anything about our family and um, for a lot of like um, yeah the way that um, people pass down their culture is, for Aboriginal people, is like through stories a lot of the time, you know, like through word of mouth, ancestors teaching the children about, you know, the ancestors before them, about their practices and about their beliefs or their traditions and all these things. And um, I didn't get any of that from my family directly. But at the time when I started school, um, they were already running these like Aboriginal circle programs where kids who have native ancestors can come and actually learn about their culture because as we know it was not taught it was discouraged it was stripped of these people they weren't supposed to talk about it um and yeah for generations children were taken away from their families and they and then how should they learn those things um but anyways and it was so neat it's, it was neat then and it's neat now for me to see, like, how 97% of my DNA is that of the evil white man, you know, and 3%, <laughs> like hardly anything, is, um, is, is Native American or whatever. I don't even actually know which band I am. I think it's either Cree or Ojibwe, but Métis is just, is just French for mixed, you know, white and Native combo um yeah and so I don't know really much about my personal family history but I do know that the things that we would learn like resonated so much with me like I love how um how they link together you know there's this like interconnected nature between um your ancestors, so the people who came before you, yourself, um, the land, the plants, the animals, and the creator. You know, like, there's this whole... Everything is all connected. And and there's so much of, like, a, a spiritual element in everything creative, and there's so much respect for... Um, the family and the land and even the animals that that you eat and stuff. And I just love that so much. And so even, even that is something that, like, you know, we wouldn't have to have these Aboriginal Circle teachings if it wasn't for having the residential schools. Um, but I wouldn't have learned anything about my culture if it wasn't for these aboriginal circles programs um i don't know it's just a trip it's just a trip it just gets so slippery when we like try to decide what we should pluck out of history and what things should be there and what things shouldn't be there rather than just like accept that things happened as they did recognize that we believe that those things are wrong and use all of our power in the moment right now to create a better future. And it wasn't until high school that we, that we were taught about residential schools. I had like, and that was wild to hear about. And it's like so, and it's not even a long time ago that this was the case. There's when we when we hear about these things, and we hear about how people took these children away from these fa- their families and stripped them of their culture, stripped them of everything that they knew, didn't allow them to speak their language. Um, abuse them in all kinds of ways. It's easy to we're just, you know, we're like how how could could people do that? Because we wouldn't we would never even imagine, you know, like treating people like this. And one that says a lot about how much we have evolved even like over that 20 years. How much how much we've grown to, 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 to expect better to, to recognize the worthiness of 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 all people to know that everybody has the right to live their life free of suffering and and I think, and because, you know, we know that so many people died at the hands of, of these other people. <laughs> with the, that theory that when life comes through, you know, when new life is born, they're born with the all the asking of that previous life. I, I don't know. I guess I just think that's such a powerful idea. Because I don't think that all those people that died are gone. I think they're here with us, through us living through us um and still wanting to to experience freedom and love and compassion and and i don't think that they would want us to to be hateful towards one another on their behalf because i imagine what they would want for for themselves and for the What's the opposite of ancestors? The family that comes after them. Is... 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 Is freedom. Is freedom from suffering. Is connection. Is family. Is unification. Is love. And... That's why... I choose to go about things this way is I really think that that I don't know yeah, their lives continue on through us, you know, like generations across generations. It's always changing, and, but it's not all of a sudden, all at once, it's over time. And um, much like in a personal transformation um, experience, when you're going through some sort of transformative process, you're not gonna have results right at once. You're not gonna lose 50 pounds overnight It'd, it'd probably be an emergency if you did. <laughs> um, you're not gonna you know, go from not being able to run at all to being able to run 10 kilometers all at once. These things take time to slowly train and slowly build up to it and just little baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. One step at a time over the course of a long enough period of time and there's guaranteed to be progress guaranteed to be progress but you just have to keep moving forward you have to keep working towards that goal and um and and if okay with that analogy you know like if you want to lose 50 pounds and you keep getting angry at yourself for for uh you know eating that pizza last night or for For having a total lack of self-control and binge eating for, you know, the last 10 years You don't give yourself the chance to make an improvement Because you're constantly reminding yourself of who you were and bringing that person into this moment right now and perpetuating this problematic behavior Um, But what you have to do is you have to recognize, okay, what do I want? Why do I want it? Why do I wanna lose 50 pounds? Is it, because, is it because of my terrible catastrophic behavior for the past 10 years? Or is it because I know that I'll feel better when I do? Is it because I'll, my, my, I'll have less pain in my joints? Is it because I wanna be able to go on hikes with my friends and not run out of breath? Is it because I wanna be able to fit into whatever kind of clothes and feel comfortable? You know, it's not because of all the bad shit that happened in the past that you want this good thing. Um, It's because you know that it's, that it'll be, it'll be, you just, you just know that it's what you want. You know, and I've been thinking about, I don't know, I've been thinking about, I guess, that idea of how... A lot of these, like, I don't know, social justice movements or things that seem really noble and virtuous and good are having such a counter counterproductive result. I don't know if that's the right way that I would say it. Hey Latoya, you're not saying it the right way. You're just saying it away. So let it out. Just let it come as it wants. Because uh, you're going to say some things that people don't agree with anyways. But you know that you can never actually be understood as intended anyways. You can just do your best. And other people can only hear things that... ...resonate with something that they've experienced. So... ...don't worry about that too much. Just say what you feel. (laughs) I guess the only reason why I'm even saying these things is because... ...I know that... ...all... ...the people who... ...take, like, an activist kind of approach... And want to fight against the powers that are evil. Um, I guess, based on what I've learned in my life, my expectation is that is going to give them the the opposite. Result that they're wanting. I think the more that we try to identify who's responsible for, um, no. I don't know. It's my understanding that whatever we give our attention to, we magnify. And so when people give so much attention to the things that they perceive as evil, my concern is that they don't realize that they're giving that thing more power more fuel they're feeding it they're making it impossible to go away because they are always calling it into existence and that's why I talk about this like the the inside out process of and again, what fucking Martin Luther King or whatever said, like, be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change. It's so good to be like, to identify the change that we want. We want all people to be treated with respect. We want everybody to feel safe and included if they want. You know, like, we, we want people to be free and i think if we identify the things that we want and know why we want them and, and 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 you know be careful like when you say like okay well why do i want this thing and if the reason why you want it is some sort of justification then reevaluate that because Really why you want it is because you believe that you'll feel better when you have that thing. Freedom, love, respect, security, trust, connection. Aren't these all things that we want? And I think there's so much more power in that than... in saying we want less violence and less hate and less um, whatever, whatever the fucking thing. Because as long as you're calling out those things, as long as you're naming these things that you think are awful and evil, you're summoning those things into your experience. And most people won't believe me about that. And most people won't even have the awareness to recognize that it's happening as it's happening. But I think that's why people say hindsight is twenty twenty, Because when you look back... When you look back in time, you can, like... I mean, if you're paying attention, you can... You can see, like, how one thing led to another thing, led to another thing, led to another thing, led to another thing. Uh. But, yeah. Okay, so... Dang it! I didn't even talk about my walk in the forest! But I really gotta get going. Um... But I'll add that. Maybe at the beginning. <sighs> okay. So. Just to summarize. It's all good. It's all good. Because life's ongoing. going. It's never over. We're not going to get everything. We're not going to get the perfect world the, that we want in our lifetime. Because it's what we want is always going to change that's the natural progression of life it does not remain the same and as what we want changes so will how uh how the world responds to us but you know as we as we uh realize things that we want and we obtain them We'll we'll reach for more. We'll want something different. We'll want something better. Always, 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 always. And because of that, if you know that, if you can recognize that, it really allows you to settle in and appreciate where we're at right now. Because, you know, it's not... It's not... It's not perfect. There's still lots of bad things happening in the world. But there's so many good things happening as well. And it's always going to be that way. There's always going to be both. But what do you want to highlight? Which one do you want more of? Notice that. Notice it. Say it out loud. When you see something that, that makes you feel good to see say it out loud, recognize it, and, and, yeah, I just, I love everybody so much, which is really funny, because I have a hard time saying I love you, so I guess that's why I do it here, I don't know why it's just like so real, (laughs) yeah, it's amazing, it's amazing, Maybe there's a thing where you just, like, have to really, truly, genuinely want to die and then decide not to, to, like, to really love life. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm glad that I got here, so that's really awesome. And, yeah. I love it. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. If you've listened to this entire thing, oh my gosh, thank you so much for just being here while I yammer on about some things. Afraid. Afraid of saying something that's, that's gonna offend somebody, but also just being like, it's, ah, it's not your intention. All, my intention is all love. But you know that saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And so I see that with other people, but maybe other people see that with me. So, either way. If uh, if anything I say resonates with anything in you, I'm genuinely so grateful, because it's really cool to to connect. And All right. Thank you so much for being here with me for the love of life. (laughs) I'm Latia, and uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. All right. Thanks. Bye.